Hi guys, welcome to the weekly podcast of Nitanix Technology. My name is Vihanga Bandar and I'm currently working as a software engineer at 99X and I will be your host for the day. So today's episode will be one of the many episodes of a series which is related to Microsoft Azure. Azure as you all might know is a cloud company service built by Microsoft. Today we will start off with why Azure is a choice over other cloud providers and its market share and then a bit about how Azure has been used at Nitronix technology. We will also talk about role-based certifications provided by Azure and how someone could start learning to work with Azure. So if you are interested on this area, keep listening to this and we have more episodes coming through. Therefore, please follow us on any major platform and stay tuned. And joining me for today's session is Sammani Palansuria. Hi Sammani. Hi. Can you give an introduction about yourself to our listeners? Yeah, I'm uh, Sammani Palansuria. I work as a senior technical lead at 99X. So I've been working at 99X for nearly one and a half years. Uh, and also I have uh, close to 11 years experience in the industry, uh, mainly working on the Microsoft stack uh, with .NET, uh, SharePoint, Dynamics and uh, Azure. And also I'm a Microsoft MVP in Asia. Awesome. So we just jump right into the first question. So as there are so many cloud providers in the market, what is the market share for Microsoft Azure? Yeah, so basically uh, we know the leading uh, cloud providers in the industry at the moment are uh, AWS, Azure, and we can see uh, Google Cloud also uh, coming into the picture now. So as uh, AWS has entered the market uh, a few years back before the Microsoft come into the market, still AWS holds the uh, largest market share and uh, Asia is the second uh, uh, place in the market share of cloud providers. But we can see for last quarters, uh, growth rate of Asia has increased a lot. So we can see that they are capturing the market slowly. So yeah, so we can see they are getting the they are getting into the market and trying to uh, get more and more share from the cloud uh, market. All right. So in other words, uh, we could say that uh, Asia is actually growing at a fast rate and becoming more popular among uh, users of cloud solutions, right? Yeah. Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, why would uh, why, what do you think? Why would someone choose Asia over other cloud providers? Yeah. It's always debatable. Uh, we, we couldn't say this, this cloud provider is better than the other cloud provider. So every cloud provider has their own uh, pros. They have a lot of advantages and also some uh, and limitations as well. So whenever you choose a cloud provider or a technology, it is always important for you to understand what is the business need you have. So uh, if you, uh, so, so based on the business need you have only, you have to choose the cloud provider also. So suppose uh, now if your product is uh, and your team is quite familiar with the Microsoft stack, if the product is being developed using .NET and your team is quite uh, competent on the Microsoft uh, technology stack. So it is a good choice for you to go with Azure because uh, the tool set is quite familiar to them. So they will have very less learning curve. So your time to market would be really less because your team is quite competent on that area. 
And uh, when it comes to the past solutions and the other services, uh, AWS and Azure having their own services, uh, which you can choose over. And also Azure has, uh, uh, has good uh, solutions for the hybrid uh, solutions. So if you are in a business need where we, you need to have public cloud as well as you want to maintain your own uh, uh, private cloud or on-premise solutions where you have some security issues where you cannot host your data centers in um, cloud. So Azure will be a good choice to go with because it has a lot of uh, services uh, where you could manage hybrid cloud solutions. So based on your business need, you can go for the Azure. Uh, so there are different articles written where, where they have compromised uh, why Azure and AWS, but we cannot say this is good and this is bad. It's basically based on your business need that you can go for Azure or, or AWS. All right. All right. <clears throat> so uh, so uh, as 99X provides uh, product engineering consultancy uh, for many independent software vendors, so what kind of a usage uh, do you think uh, Asia, uh, what kind of usage of Asia do those uh, ISVs have currently? Yeah, so I would say uh, when it comes to the ISVs uh, that we are working currently in 99X, uh, mm -hmm. I would say 95% ISVs are now on cloud. We have only few uh, uh, products which are on-prem on right now. So uh, we can see uh, we, we have around five or six uh, ISVs at the moment who are on Asia. So we, we are using Asia in different manner in, uh, in these different ISVs. So if we take uh, uh, Adra as an example, so they are more into the containers, they are into Kubernetes, they're extensively using Asia. And there are some projects which use uh, app services with uh, containers so which is being uh, uh, released uh, quite a few months back where app services supports to host uh, containers so uh, there are a few ISVs we see that they are moving into that who are being in on-prem and migrate into cloud and they want the microservices to be hosted in uh, Asia so they are rather going to do Kubernetes they want to uh, use app services with containers Mm -hmm. And also, uh, there are uh, some uh, projects which are uh, hosting um, Asia, uh, mic their microservices in Asia app services with event-driven architecture. So that is uh, totally a different thing. Uh, so they, they, they host their different, uh, their individual microservices in app services, and they are managing that interconnection using events. So th that is a that is a different uh, architectural pattern that we could use when we have microservices. So there are some ISVs who are using that, and they are going in. Uh, they are using uh, event sourcing uh, for their persistent layer. And when it comes to the other Azure services other than this Microsoft hosting, uh, we can see our uh, ISVs are using uh, uh, different uh, database. Uh, services as well they are using cosmos azure sql table storages and all uh, other uh, other services as well so we can see they are mostly into the uh, uh, 
uh, past solutions and also we can see now uh, IOSs are mostly moving into serverless solutions as well so they are using um, Azure uh, durable functions which is a very powerful tool when we want to uh, uh, automate the workflows uh, with the uh, state uh, stateful uh, durable functions so we can see uh, most of the uh, background job processing and batch processing uh, kind of uh, problems are there to solve the ISVs are moving into the durable functions so our uh, teams are basically working on those teams are so, uh, providing uh, architectures using these services and we can see uh, ISPs are getting locked out of uh, gain using these Azure services. So you are also leading a team comprising of more than 10 individuals, right? Yep. So in your team, how is Azure being used? So my team basically have uh, 30 members at the moment. Uh, so we, we, we have uh, basically four sub teams. And we we uh, we use uh, this event-driven architecture uh, in uh, Nurkat. So I'm working uh, for a ISV called Nurkat, which is a, a Norwegian uh, uh, ISV. And uh, so there we use this uh, event-driven architecture with uh, microservices. So uh, we use uh, app services, um, event rates where we want to publish the events and subscribes. We use durable functions, SQL. Uh, we use event sourcing. So we use go for uh, Azure table storages, key wallets, <laughs> uh, Azure AD. So we, we use a massive amount of services at the moment. So it's basically based on fully based on Azure. Yeah, so more like a lot of things uh, surrounding Asia. Yeah. Yeah, so the solution is basically uh, fully based on Azure and uh, we are de developing that using .NET Core and uh, React. So it's quite easy to uh, uh, develop the solutions when we have the Azure services uh, running behind because a lot of overhead which, which were coming into the developers were taken out uh, as there are a lot of common things has been automated using these services. For an example, if you take... Uh, SignalR. So SignalR, if you to, if we to manage that uh, web sockets and managing the connections with the client application, the developers has to make a lot of decisions and managing those things. Now that service has been uh, came as a service, as Azure SignalR service. So all those uh, burden which were into the developer has been taken out. So developers can. Uh, uh, use their time uh, more on developing the business logic and architecturing uh, so their time is being utilized more effectively rather than reinventing the wheel all the time so which is very good and our productivity has gone up due to this uh, support from Azure. So uh, Microsoft has introduced a few role-based certifications so what are the role-based certifications available for Azure? So Microsoft has introduced this role-based certifications few years back. Uh, so that which is a uh, which was not there previously. So uh, so based uh, so for Azure also they have introduced different uh, roles-based certification paths where you can take. Uh, 
so if you are a developer so there's a different uh, certification path where you can uh, take casual developer uh, certification path and if you are a solution architect so there are different uh, there's a different uh, certification path where you have to take uh, two or three uh, exams where they will give you the uh, certified uh, solution architect uh, uh, certification and also they have uh, another set of uh, uh, role-based certification for the uh, 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 data engineers then data scientists mm. AI engineers uh, then if you are a DevOps engineer there's a different uh, uh, examination uh, certification path for the DevOps engineer and uh, if it is uh, uh, if you're a security engineer, there's a different part for the security engineers. And also there's a one more for the uh, fundamentals. So if you're a non-IT uh, person and uh, suppose you are in a marketing position and you want to go and talk to a client and you need to have a basic understanding on what these uh, Azure services are doing. So if you want to have such a very basic high-level knowledge on Azure, so there's a fundamental exam as well for the non-IT uh, professionals who want to have high level idea uh, on the uh, uh, of Azure services. So when it comes to certifications, I think there's a lot of advantages that you could gain from doing the certifications. Uh, it's because your knowledge will be broader. So when it comes to Azure or any, uh, any other cloud provider, the most challenging part is choosing the right service uh, to your business problem uh, because sometimes people tend to go and uh, use the same set of services without properly understanding what the services intend to solve that is where these architectures getting failed so uh, so because this Asia and other cloud providers having a, a huge number of services services which seems quite similar to each other for an example, if you take messaging services available in Asia, you will have uh, storage queues, you will have service bus queues. Then you can also, if you want to come pass messages, you can use events. So, so it's quite uh, difficult to understand uh, what is the correct service to uh, solve our business problem. So it is quite important for you to understand uh, what are the services available in Asia and what are these services are intend to solve. So when it comes to day-to-day -day project activities that we are doing, our, our focus on Asia services could be quite narrow because we will be working on um, some set of services which needs to uh, uh, carry out the uh, product needs of that particular ISV or your product. So but when it comes to certifications you will be learning uh, quite a broader uh, spectrum of the services where you will get a lot of knowledge on what each of these services are doing and what they are intended to solve so that will give you a higher value when you are designing solutions so you can choose the right service for your business problem so that will add value to your solution architecture and for your clients at the end so taking exam exams of Azure certifications would uh, broaden your knowledge and end of the day will add value to your profile as well as for the 
the ISVs or the products that you are developing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I totally agree with you. Even uh, in my team, it's basically uh, we are working with Asia platform. So, but still, it's uh, basically a few of the services. So it's always good to have a you know broader knowledge on Asia, and I think Asia certifications will help you a lot in that uh, case. Yeah, true. So uh, for someone who wants to start off with Asia certifications, uh, what do you think the first option would be? Yeah, so Asia certifications, oh, you want to learn about Asia. I think uh, if uh, the most are aware that uh, Microsoft has uh, published their new learning platform called Microsoft Learning, where they have uh, different courses, not only for Asia, they have uh, courses for their entire tech stack. So you can uh, go and choose. Uh, so they have courses uh, based on the certification as well. So you can go to Microsoft Learning and you can take those courses. So the main advantage of that is that uh, it is quite an interactive uh, learning platform where you get the uh, first you have the, have the reading content and then you have exercises. So while you're doing the exercises, there is a sandbox uh, loading. So even though you don't have a Asia subscription uh, uh, with you, so the sandbox will uh, load a Asia, Asia portal for you. So you can create the services, host your application in that sandbox and try out those uh, services. So a person who even don't have a Asia subscri subscription can uh, go to the learning and uh, Microsoft learning platform and uh, take the courses, learn the services, and this is totally free. So you don't have to pay anything for this. And once you have completed a course, they will uh, give you the uh, these badges. Uh, based on the course, you will get a badge, which you can uh, share on your LinkedIn or any uh, other social media channel. Uh, so it, it would add value to your uh, profile and also they are in a plan where they will uh, take this uh, certification uh, uh, somewhat similar to the certifications that we do in Microsoft exams. So the, the, the courses that you follow and the badges that you will be earning uh, will add uh, more value to your profile. All right. So guys, if you want to uh, start learning Asia, uh, just head over to the Microsoft learning platform and I think uh, that would be a very good start. Uh, to get get knowledge on that uh, platform. So uh, I think uh, our time is up for today's session. Uh, thank you, Sammani, for sharing your valuable knowledge with all of us. Thank you. Yeah. So this brings us to the end of today's episode. Please follow us through any major podcasting platform since now we are available in all. Thank you for joining with us today and hope to see you all. Until then, bye.